1: This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine, and this is episode 119. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. This week, we have a special extended chat to food and travel writer John Gregory-Smith. John has written us some brilliant brunch recipes for the current issue, inspired by his travels in Australia earlier this year. We talk about how huge the brunch trend is over there and what they do differently, We also discuss John's perfect brunch cocktail, Clue, It's Not a Bloody Mary, and do a live cook-along of the September cover recipe. So let's have a listen. Okay, so I'm here today with food and travel writer, cookbook author, and September cover star, John Gregory Smith. (laughs) Move
0: over, Rihanna, all about this.
1: (laughs) Um, Because if you've seen our September issue, you would have seen the most fantastic, oozy, cheese sandwich toasty on the front and john created that as part of a brunch feature that he did for us um and it's all inspired by australia
0: yes but you're not australian i'm not australian,
1: no. <laughs> as you can tell by the accent. Yeah. <laughs> it gives it away but they i mean they kind of invented they invent brunch do you think
0: i let's go with yes yeah um i think what they definitely have locked down over there is the kind of healthy without meaning to be brunch vibe um with a twist of indulgence if that makes sense so everything is lovely fresh and healthy and vibrant and big like big flavors yeah. and then you know naughty little things to end it with at the yeah. end but they are really good on brunch
1: yeah and then they're not scared about kind of indulging in a bit like you know like cheesiness or no. creaminess or no as well yeah. no
0: not at all they get that balance really really well mm-hmm. and quite often you know the cafes that you go to if you have like an amazing eggy thing with coffee they'll be fully committed to you getting Get a dessert as well. Really? Well, so the brunch
1: yeah. dessert is a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love <laughs> that. Because <laughs> I don't usually do puddings. I like, you know, um, but yeah, I suppose. It's kind so. of
0: nice, you know, like to finish. If it's,
1: like, it feels so So it feels more about... like a meal rather exactly. than, than just like going out for an extended breakfast exactly. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So what sort of places did you go to when you were out there?
0: So I spent two weeks um, there just before Christmas, actually. So I was promoting. My last book, Orange Wasserman Honey. Yeah. And still I, available. Still available to buy. And um, so I did about a week in Sydney. Yeah. And it was wicked. So the work that I was doing was, you know, like a bit of radio, a bit of TV, really easy in the daytime. Yeah. So I had a lot of free time to go and eat.
1: Okay. So I did a lot of walking
0: around and a lot of eating. And the guy I was staying with loves to eat and would just leave me a list of places he'd oh, go so to Oh, so
1: recommendations, great. And just that's like, great, go yeah. here, go
0: here, yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. And then I went over to Melbourne for a few days, which is very... Um, it's not sort of flashy and shiny as Sydney. Right. It's a bit more grown up almost. And they've got a really good food scene there. They're okay. really into coffee, coffee shops, craft beers. Yeah. Really into flavours and really okay. good ingredients. And that was really cool. And then a couple of days up in the mountains. Yeah. Food was terrible actually in the mountains but it was really fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was really bad. I think like we were there like hiking and doing canyoning which is where you like kind of run down canyons and abseil and jump and do things. so... It's really fun.
1: (laughs) Working off that brunch.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think when you were there we were just with sort of mountain people who were just into like you know, have a bit of bread and cheese and just go for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what, um, so what, what's the kind of vibe like there? Is it, do they do like do they do brunch all the time? Is it like a Sunday? Because here I think we we've, we've tried to grasp it, and we've got a lot better in the last couple of years. Yeah. And in some ways, like brunch here has become a bit of a misnomer, and that people will say, "Oh, we've got a brunch menu," but it's just really their menu, their kind of lunch menu with yeah. a, a bit of a couple of egg dishes stuff yeah. on there. But do they do? Is it like do Aussies brunch during the week, or do they kind of? Um, is it more weekendy?
0: I mean. I- They'll have brunch menus in the week, but I guess it's the same as us in terms yeah. of like, everyone's at work, so it'll yeah, mainly yeah, yeah. be a weekend thing. But they'll very much have a brunch menu yeah. or, like, all-day brunch on the weekends. Yeah. I didn't go to any of the places that do the bottomless brunch. No. That's, that's more, like, about getting shit-faced yeah. than, than the food. <laughs> I mean, it is great fun, but not really like that. No. But, yeah, they very much, like, weekend is brunch menu. And so you get all the kind of like really healthy people who have been up and like running and surfing and exercising in kind of early, okay. and then the hungover people roll in yeah. a bit later.
1: And everyone's kind of enjoying the same yeah. thing.
0: And it's a real scene out there.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Let's talk about some of the recipes though and like the yes. kind of inspiration behind them. So, um, one thing we've got which was beautiful was um, beetroot barani. Gorgeous, isn't yeah? it? Yeah. So, talk us through what's what's in it. What is a barani? So, start?
0: barani is basically just. Like whipped beetroot and yogurt and yeah. it's an iranian I'm, I'm pretty certain its heritage is iranian
1: okay
0: um so you roast the beetroots or you can use you know the vacuum packed ones it's yeah, fine and fruit. just whiz it up with some yogurt yeah so it gives it a bit of tang and you get that mad vibrant pink color and then because of the flavors the beetroot's a little bit sweet yogurt's yeah. a little bit tangy it can take spices And um, so this one we've added um it's, it's tucur, a duco isn't it, yeah. isn't it? And then it's got lovely um, halloumi, which gives it yeah, more sort of saltiness, egg. But the birani is this beautiful, mad colour and it yeah. works so well with egg. Yeah. The yolk and the birani work. They're like really good friends.
1: And we've got um, giant couscous as well, which is my current obsession. Yes, actually that was your
0: like nod to it, wasn't it? You were like, can we, can we try that? And I think, it, again, it's beautiful and works so nicely to just, just have grains It's got in that there great well. like,
1: mouth feel because it's kind of I like normal couscous can be a bit it. wadgy, but... But um, giant couscous is slightly slippery. I but, just But, like, love just it. soaks up all the flavours as well. So
0: I've got a, I've got some... Um, there's a Lebanese couscous called yeah. mugrabia. Yeah. And it's sort of like the mad fool, but it's a little oh, bit yeah. bigger and perfectly round. And they do a dish also named mugrabia, which is, like, a sort of chicken and pasta soupy thing. Oh, my thing. God.
1: And it, like, soaks... I've got, it, soaks I think it I it even
0: up. put on Instagram yeah. something about it and tagged you <laughs> in it, like, because I know that you love that. Love it.
1: <laughs> and I think... Um, I was telling the photographer, because um, he thought it was a grain, I was like, it's actually like a mini pasta. Yeah. And they sort of hand roll it. It's hand it. rolled, hand, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, because you see it, and it's tiny, and you just think, who? But I think it's, you know, oh, know skilled like, skilled people Life just
0: is too
1: short. short to hand roll.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, you do get the lovely... I think, you know, it's the, the like the nonna thing mm. in... Um, Italy that Jamie's sort of on at the moment you will get the old ladies who will yeah. do it and they use a sort of sieve and they push it yeah, through they push and,
1: it through and then yeah I think when you
0: can buy it dry and cook it yeah, in eight minutes yeah. who cares
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not um, gonna yeah I'm not gonna
0: attempt that no. from scratch and what was nice about this one is um so I went to a restaurant called concrete jungle cafe right and it was in this very cool bit of uh, Sydney, called Chippendale, which is a really, really fun okay. area. It's wicked. And the guy who ran it was Aussie Lebanese. Brian. Really interesting, really exciting man, really cool. And he had totally embraced Instagram as a thing.
1: Wow. So
0: he was really, really fastidious about the look of his dishes. And quite often, people like Black Tack Cafe in New York will go yeah. insane for Instagrammable dishes but if you go and eat it, it it's tastes not
1: great. absolutely
0: yeah. nothing. It's
1: that phrase, isn't it, just for is it just for the gram just or, or the is it gram. worth it? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Whereas the difference with this guy, and I think one of the reasons why I, I actually went back there three times was he was a, he was a trained chef and he was yeah. mega into flavours. And it's not that weird for a chef to be into presentation anyway, no. because the old expression you eat with your eyes.
1: Yeah, and you do, and it looks beautiful. Exactly. And
0: like... But he was just really into the textures and the colors and the layers of flavor and and ingredients everything but also with the bowls that he would use yeah. the tables that he had and it just it was quite i found it quite inspiring like to be i don't know i I thought it was very cool
1: and also you walk in and you have that you have that whole experience and there's something quite comforting about thinking um. Like everything's taken care of. Like someone, yeah. someone's cared about every bit of my yeah. experience here. Whether and it's really good coffee or exactly. the crockery is just something that you look at and go, oh god, it's beautiful. Yeah. Or you know, the silverware is beautiful. Or-
0: and I don't think that's you know, I don't think it's lame as well to be to be like, oh, I was very Instagram, th- you know, thinking about it because it's free PR. And actually, before even Instagram, chefs when they open new restaurants yeah. would, would be really into like the cutlery and the tableware and stuff. It was just for yeah. different. It was just more just to see. But it was really he was very. I don't know. It was really interesting to go somewhere where he'd nailed both elements. Yeah. Uh, and that dish was sort of inspired by one of his dishes on the menus.
1: And then something <clears throat> completely different and a little more, um, a little more. Manish, maybe I don't know. Is the um, the brekkie bun?
0: Oh, the buns. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you were
1: saying that this is something that you So Aussie? Yeah, grab and go. So a brekkie
0: bun would <laughs> yeah. be on the menu. That was my Aussie accent, by the way. Yeah, right, it was In good. <laughs> every single coffee shop or restaurant that was serving brunch, mm. and these would be a real kind of like midweek, on the way to work, probably had too many drinks the night before. You yeah. get a brekkie bun and a coffee. And, and we're not you
1: talking go. about sweet buns, always No. So a <laughs> bun is obviously
0: like a posh McMuffin. Yeah. Is that a, yeah, egg McMuffin. Yeah. So it would be like some sort of meat. They would have amazing sauces and yeah. condiments in there, always eggy. And then the fried kale was yeah. on... Every menu. Really? So and kale actually,
1: still... I mean, we, you know, kale endures even to this day. And we <laughs> I think mean, we've talked about <laughs> kale before. Yeah. like you put it in there. It's so your recipe. I, it's uh, great, though. The texture I, is incredible.
0: So when you... Th- this is essentially dousing it in oil and salt and, and roasting it Roasting so it, it, so it goes So, like, what's to like? I mean, crispy kale like? Like?
1: Is, You could eat a tray it's of
0: crisp kale, couldn't you? I think... Because I buy most of my ingredients in the supermarket... Yeah. We've definitely spoken about this before. Yeah. <laughs> They don't take the stalks out. No. So you kind of like you're wanting to eat this lovely tinny thing, and you just get a, cl- a huge yeah. clunk of a stalk in your mouth. Yeah,
1: I'm an I'm a avid stalk. Got to get discorder. rid of it. You got to. Got to get rid of it. It's not edible. I don't think what anybody it? says. Yeah, it's
0: so gross. But no, like this, like <laughs> yeah. this is very very nice. And what it gives you as well is um, a lovely crunchy texture, texture. in that bun which is so lovely.
1: So there's usually like a meat element. In this case, we've got bacon. Yeah. And then you've got a fried, a nice crispy fried egg. But you've also added um, lots of things, the crispy kale and sriracha mayo.
0: Sriracha mayo. Yeah.
1: And um, mozzarella just for...
0: Well, the cheese works, again... Gives a sort of slightly salty blandness. It's
1: that comfort thing, isn't yeah. it? It's like it's not even there. Is it? It's more like a background, <laughs> but it envelopes everything up and just makes it even more And who indulgent. doesn't
0: like cheese? I think this, yeah. this, is, this is very much if you are in trouble
1: yeah. after a big
0: <laughs> Friday night and you just need a bit of loving... This is going to sort you right out. And, you know, I may or may not recommend a ginormous Bloody Mary with it as well.
1: Let's talk about those big Friday nights (laughs) and those Saturday mornings. So what's your... I don't know. I don't know about them. I've just actually, I've just made John a cocktail. Um, Which is so delicious. So basically my, we were talking in the office about what our hangover cocktail of choice would be. and, And I kept going through like, oh, you know, I kind of like Bloody Mary... That's fine, but it also feels like a bit of a meal in itself. Yeah. So I came back to this cocktail that I had years ago in Hawksmoor called um, Shaky Pete's Ginger Brew, and it's also called a discerning drinker's Turbo Shandy. that's basically <laughs> that's one. Wicked. Yeah, well, that, I didn't come up with that. They came up with that. <laughs> the discerning um,
0: drinkers. And what it is
1: is you um, you get <laughs> how to make it. You get um, fifty mils of lemon juice. 35 mils of gin. I brought all the ingredients except I didn't bring the gin. And I said to, you, I said to John, like, I'm not being tight. I just don't want to bring a massive
0: uh, bottle <laughs> of gin. She's being tight. She I also was smashed tight. everything in my flat as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, before we started drinking. Um, and... <laughs> before we'd had a drink i managed to smash it last <laughs> so it's 50 mils of lemon juice 35 mils of gin 50 mils of ginger syrup which i made myself yes. this afternoon what i can
0: com- lovely flavor
1: i committed to it and the way you make the ginger syrup is you just literally boil up sugar water and fresh ginger mm. leave it to cool and then strain it Gorgeous. so you blend all that in a power blender with some ice cubes so it's like a slushy and then you top it up with london pride beer so it is like a turbo shandy but it's beautiful and it's so refreshing it's yeah and the ginger i think is really good for your stomach if you've got slightly dodge and then the <laughs> and then the ginger beer element is kind of like an entry level back into the fact that it's got gin in it, which is gonna like sort you out eventually. But it disguises it you said it's it's stealthy, isn't it? you're well, built it's, in...
0: it's dangerous and worrying because you just gulp <laughs> back pints of it. It's delicious. Yeah, but it is good.
1: Um so that's my favourite. So it as your go to a bloody Mary then.
0: Well do you know what it actually isn't? Um no. I find tomato juice is repulsive. It... <laughs> it's so controversial
1: Yuck. it's very oh. it can be really thick i oh, think I just literally, like, no, it's you're just like...
0: so rank and the thought of it in those horrid bottles ugh. um i okay now i'm just gonna sound so white middle class it's really like champagne i just think if you're just feeling oh a God. bit rough yeah and you have a delicious cold glass of fizzy really champagne,
1: i can do that oh, it
0: just takes the edge off Everything and it kind of envelops your head in like a warm glow again.
1: <laughs> I love this. Just go straight in for it. Just don't disguise it's delicious, it. Delicious. Yeah. Don't disguise it. Just get the really good stuff. <laughs> You're like it wouldn't be the. It would, What What's your brand of choice for champagne?
0: Do you know? What? I'm not very fussy. Really, and I'm, I'm very happy with like Carver and Prosecco as well.
1: It doesn't matter. It's just the little bubbles, the yeah. fizz. I mean,
0: I if so on the weekend, a friend gave me uh, a glass of. Runehart, Reinhardt, runehart yeah. however you say it. And it is exquisite. It's, yeah. it's got an amazing flavour and the bubbles aren't super fizzy yeah, in your face. Yeah, so it does kind of... But frankly...
1: That much? Uh, you know. Is it like 80 quid a it's bottle or something?
0: really expensive. If you're really hungover, I, why pay that? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, your taste buds are shot to shit just get anyway. down Sainsbury's
1: and get the carver exactly. in.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Two for one. Yeah.
1: So, the other thing we were talking about was the kind of perfect combination of things for brunch. And for me, like, it has to have an egg. Like, it has to have an egg on it somewhere or it's in it somewhere. Yeah. And also, it has to have a bit of spice. Yes. Or chilli. Yes. Preferably chilli. So, like, yes. if it's got an egg and chilli sauce, then I'm in. Yes, yeah, no, me
0: too. I'm, I'm on board with that as well. Yeah. I think brunch. Like for example, some of the dishes here.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, they're all utterly amazing. But like, if I was going to eat, say, we're looking at the gorgeous smoothie bowl now. That for me would be like a. Uh, uh, that's my starter, and yeah. I want egg. I need eggs afterwards. Yeah. My one of my favorite 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 brunch dishes ever is shakshuka. Yeah. Because it's just that, isn't it? Spicy, tomatoy, mm. eggy glory. And
1: it's so forgiving because you can literally make it for ten people into oh. massive frying pans, yeah, and not screw it up, no. and and everyone's happy because they think you've spent hours making yeah. this dish, and it's it's actually the easiest. And do you thing do, to do, do you
0: meat or meat free?
1: I'll do either. Yeah, I'm happy. Same. Bit a bit a little bit of chorizo and do during there. do yeah, yeah. The, and do, yeah. And But you. It's something like that. I, I like that kind of. I like meat. Um, in shakshuka if it's if it's sort of like a hint of so that just ah, okay. little little bits of it rather than big lumps of Oh,
0: I whatever. quite like big lumps. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got shown um this amazing guy in Tel Aviv who was a Libyan man called yeah. Dr. Shakshuka who had a funny restaurant that oh, I think, I think is quite cheesy. Yeah. we talked
1: about him on yeah. the last podcast, didn't we? We went to his restaurant and he... Yeah, he, I mean all big rose point outside back to or him. something. Yes, yeah. oh my
0: god, let's talk about yeah. him. Again. <laughs> but no, so anyway, he showed me how to make it but it was with lamb kofta. And they were quite shameless. Oh, yeah, I can
1: do a meatball because they yeah. because that breaks down. It's just if it's like, you know, meat that you're chewing. No, no, Whereas no. like meatball, sausagey things, they all kind of just yeah. break down into the salt. Or, or you know, when you eat it, it kind of breaks you know, I don't want to fight my breakfast, that's a thing. <laughs> I to, so I'm a big fan of like not not having super posh sausages in a, a sausage sandwich because yeah. you don't want it. I don't want to be like 90% some kind of, you know because it just gets too chewy and too kind of whipped
0: wolf sausages no i'm
1: not you know i'll I'll go for the nice middle middle of the road middle of the road decent quality free range but like your bog standard pork sausage yeah yeah. no
0: no i'm with you and i also really like something sweet at brunch i think it's just really lovely to have a long lazy brunch where you get eggs and I love like having yummy bits of bread and a pastries few things and things to go in and yeah. then get rid of that and have something yummy and sweet with some coffee.
1: We do that. It's quite funny when you go to a hotel and um, and you see how people approach the breakfast, you know. So if you've got like, you can have a fry up, but then you've also got the buffet and, and you've also got like meats and cheeses and mm. stuff. And it's quite funny to see some people do like a four-courser yeah, where they'll go so and nice. get like... I don't know though no. I just I just get I just order a fry up and get a coffee and I'm <laughs> done. that's it I don't want I want to just indulge I want to concentrate on the one amazing thing that I don't often make for myself yeah. and someone else has bothered to make for me yeah so I'm not going to go <clears throat> I think what what I find fascinating is when people go off and get like a bowl of cereal and then they have a bowl of fruit and then they get the fry up in and yeah. I'm just thinking that Bet you did at the start there. That wasn't worth it. Yeah, like, c-
0: like cereal that yeah, you would cereal. have on a Monday morning. Yeah, exactly. Why would you want that on the weekend? It's like the courses.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? awful. Um, anyway, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna make we're gonna have a cook-along with um cook the cover. So the greens and gruyere toasty. Yeah. So yeah, let's move over to the stove and get let's that do toasty it. on.
0: Awesome. Let's get our toasty Ooh. on. I like that.
1: Okay, so we've we've moved over the other side of the <laughs> luxurious, <room. laughs> luxurious apartment to the um to the to where the magic happens. Okay, so um, talk us through the stock because this is you're making the filling now, aren't you? Yes.
0: So we are cooking the cover, and um, I'm just sweating off some spring onions, which we've pre-chopped like we're in Blue Peter, yeah. and some <laughs> garlic in some butter, and you just want them to soften down. Yeah but still keep that lovely sort of refreshing bite. And then we're going to add some green. So we've got some finely chopped Swiss chard. Then we're going to add double cream, some mustard to cut through it, and then like quite a whole bunch, as the Americans would call, of Gruyere cheese. So essentially we're making a very lovely, rich cheese sauce to go in the sandwiches.
1: But it's like cheese sauce without the the fuss, isn't it? Because normally you would have to make a bechamel, which I don't mind doing, but it's a faff.
0: Yes, so this is... Um, you know, actually, do you know what this... Uh, when I think back to it, it's sort of a bit of a riff on, like, an old-fashioned croque monsieur, where yeah. they would make yeah, a yeah, bechamel, yeah. wouldn't they? So this is sort of a lazy version with the Aussie-inspired uh, vibe of having all the green goodness in it. Um,
1: see, see, I'm a huge fan of spring onions, because I think, like... And I I think when there's only... If I'm cooking for me, or if I'm just cooking for me and Matt, like, it's... They're so easy. They don't go off. You don't have to, like... Um, you know, cut half an onion or whatever. It's just... And you get the sweetness and you get that lovely kind of green bits in as
0: well. And they just, there's su- such a... I can't believe I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. They pep things up. They give that lovely So much kick. pep. <laughs> <laughs> they just give that lovely... John's doing jazz hands at the minute. <laughs> but, you know, things like, you know, if you just whack it in, like, mayonnaise. Yeah. Mayonnaise and chicken with yeah. spring onions is so good. Or potatoes with butter and things like that. It just gives that lovely little hint...
1: But, yeah, so we've got got shredded cavallonera today, or you could use... I guess
0: spinach. Spinach. You could use uh, kale if you took the stalks off. You could use spring greens. I think you could use any... Because what you want is a bit of, uh, like, a robust green in there to give it some bite, because otherwise that flavour will just get lost with all the cheese.
1: And what we talked about earlier, which was the... um, the Aussie thing of, of having like super indulgence but like having that little kick of kind of health as well yeah, yeah. so when you cut into it you get oozy cheesiness but you also get you know you get your greens basically I the greens yeah.
0: the day. so I think they, these are probably sweated down enough because we want it to have a bit of texture Yeah. so let's go
1: bit a of bite to it with the
0: cream so 100ml cream Got there I've got just really good, old-fashioned English mustard. I quite like it a lot, actually. I love English mustard. Yeah, and I think when you're um, dealing with cheese, it's good friends. It
1: kind of brings the cheesiness out, doesn't it?
0: 100%. And then we've got this rather amazing, proud pile <laughs> of very finely grated cheese. It just feels like air. It's so wonderful.
1: We are just saying if you use a microplane to grate cheese, you just get this, this like,
0: Enjoy.
1: it's like a cloud of cheese.
0: Cheese blanket, hashtag cheese blanket. <laughs> so good. I'm just going to watch the heat on this, actually. Sure. I just don't want it to...
1: So we were just talking about the evolution of the cheese toasty because I said, oh, did you used to have a Breville? And John said, what's a Breville? <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, yeah, but I said, you know, one of those cheese sandwich maker, like, cheese toasty makers. That... maker.
0: Uh, yeah, no, we definitely had one because we used to have cheese and ham toasties and I slightly shudder at the thought of this now but I used to love them with ketchup and now if I, like cheese and ketchup I think it's really gross <laughs> such a weird combo I,
1: I, I just it. think you know toasted sandwich I mean come on no one's going to send you to prison for it are they I mean and
0: also you do whatever you want I think you cook you cook however you enjoy
1: cooking. this probably grosses you out then but we used to have like cheese and beans
0: toasties I John's making a face now about right? he's about that to. I be- sound like I'm such a fussy eater because I don't like tomatoes and I don't like babies. <laughs> but I, 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 eat a lot of things. Actually, I think the those are two of the things that I really don't. Tomatoes, I've always been really weird yeah. about, and I've tried so hard to like them. Cooked down, fine, but raw or in a sauce, like a, in a bottle, like that, weird.
1: Laura, our editor, has got proper bean phobia, like a proper bean phobia, so we can't even talk about them. Um, but, when, but the, the good, th- right, the cool thing about baked beans in a breville is so you make, you, you load up the sandwich with cheese and beans. You've got to be quite careful, not too much bean juice in there. Yeah. When the sandwich is ready and you cut into it, it's molten. You could, you could literally take someone out with it because the bean juice becomes like ridiculous. But the cheese. Ju- <laughs> It's a, it's a technical term. Um, but yeah, so the whole sandwich becomes this like oozy, cheesy beanie, which for people who are fans, you know, it's great. People who aren't, probably not. I
0: have to say what, another thing that I used to uh, love in our toasted cheese sandwich maker, which I haven't had for ages, was making a toasty with... The American cheese, oh, yeah. which is a bit wrong, but actually it's really...
1: Like the cheese, uh like cheese slicey type cheese. cheese. Slices, yeah. It's not really, it's called something like they had to take the cheese, they had to take the word cheese off and call it something like cheese food or... now, No, <laughs> no, 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 now you're only allowed to call it slices. You can't actually use the word cheese because it's not... It's no. not cheese. So just a live commentary on what's going on now. We've added, we added the cheese, the cream to the greens and it became, um, I love this word, claggy. You use that word claggy, such a good word. Yeah. So it kind of it really is clags together. So it'll sit and, and what John's done is heated a frying pan with some butter and put two slices of bread in and is now filling the bread with the, the claggy greens mixture. So when did you start frying your sandwiches? Because that's quite an American thing, isn't it?
0: Um, it just is. So A, I don't have a sandwich, toasted cheese sandwich maker. And B, I think what you get is the most amazing crisp on it. So I've been doing it for quite a while, actually. I think if you're going to eat something like a cheese sandwich, eat a cheese sandwich and go for it. And this way it gives you that really crisp, crisp, like golden outer layer. You do have to go quite heavy on the butter. Look, so I've done it the wrong way round. So like that, brilliant. <laughs> so professional. It'll
1: still work, though.
0: It'll still work. So you want the butter on... So we, what we did is we buttered the bread... On the outside. ..but you have that on the outside, so yeah. that's what crisps up and goes golden. Uh, that side might look a bit... Um, loved, golden.
1: But, but you know, I've, have you heard of this thing? Um, I've seen it a lot of American recipes, whereas rather than use butter on the outside, they, use, they spread it with mayo...
0: What? <laughs>
1: Looks really interesting. Oh,
0: wow. yeah. That's living. That's quite crazy. Yeah, mm.
1: but you equally will get a crispy... Because if you think, like, egg, egg spine, <laughs> there's a lot of spoon licking going on at the minute. Um, it, it's kind of like you get the fat because it, because mayo's just eggs and, and oil, right? So, and it wouldn't burn. No, well, it just goes lovely and golden and crust, crusty. So, I'd, like, try it. Oh, wow. oh. Those Americans. I'm going to... We've made some. I, I'm going to take a picture of this in a minute. We've made two really gigantic sandwiches, and I'm a bit. I'm a bit worried about us being able to flip, to flip them. Okay, got a bit over, over with the sauce. Don't burn yourself. No, it's right all right. Yeah. So let's talk about um, while the sandwiches are browning. Yeah. Um, so brunch in London, and we touched on it yes. thing before. Where Where do you go? Where's your favourite places? So my
0: two favourite places are. There's a place on Haringey... Um Green Lanes, which is in North London. Next to me. Next to you, called yeah. Gülü <laughs> It most likely isn't called that, I just can't pronounce it. It's a Turkish restaurant, it's green-fronted and it uh, starts with a G and then it's got an O with the two dots, which is pronounced as U. So it's like Gülü Anyway, they do the most amazing Turkish breakfast. So Turkish breakfast is... Amazing breads, delicious, lovely fried eggs with pool biber, cheeses, meats, olives, honey, everything, kind of all at once. You just—it's
1: so like a spread of yes. sweet and savory, and you're just dipping into one exactly. bit and having another bit. And, and
0: you just have this sort of lovely long lazy lunch with wow. loads of coffees, fresh orange juices and it's such good value like i think it's like 11 12 quid for a yeah. set lunch um, brunch
1: will you finish it
0: yeah oh god yeah but you can you can stay, you can stay there for ages well, i'm
1: going to i'm definitely going to check that out because that is literally around the corner from me and i don't really good. because i know like green lanes is is a hotbed of brilliant like mangal places as yes, well isn't it
0: exactly. so look we're just going to flip them over but i'm just going to add a tiny bit more butter so they don't burn
1: why not <laughs> I love this frying pan. Is, is it? Is this your trusty go-to? Yeah,
0: it's so old, this one. It's like it's got old burn marks. But it just—I just know it. I know it really well, and I can control the heat in it really well. I
1: get like that about equipment. Like Matt'll go, "Oh, do, do you not need to get a new pan?" And I just get so attached to something. And even though it's a little bit worn, I literally will wait until it's not. Oh my god! That's why. Yeah. I fry them. So we've just flipped the sandwich, and you've got a m- amazing. Golden crispy buttery crunch on the outside, it looks fantastic. Get.
0: I don't really know how you would achieve that any other way, actually. I think the only way you would do it is, is on a hot plate yeah. in th- this way, but it just I love the texture. And also, if you use sourdough, the bread holds its yeah. sort of form almost, so you do get that kind of it's a
1: really bread. dense bread because when you pull it, it's like super you know, chewy as well. So I think it can really, like, structure-wise, it can really hold it. Oh,
0: so good. And then my other, like, one of the places that I've loved for years is, is the Daisy Green collection. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been? They've got... They've I got think one.
1: Alex, our um, web editor, is, is the one in Paddington? Yes. Good. A Beanie Green, Beanie yeah.
0: Green or Daisy Green. So it's the Daisy Green collective, and then they've got a few different ones. They've got one in, uh, a new one in the Novo building in victoria they've got this really kind of cool hippy dippy one in paddington but it's aussie breakfast so it is exactly like that it's a little bit healthy a little bit indulgent lots of big flavors lots of middle eastern like influences Mm -hmm. Um, they also do wicked desserts i just absolutely love it i think i went to one a few years ago and was just like fuck this is so good to have in london
1: and I think the Aussies as well, like something we haven't talked about, it's all right, we can put an um, explicit tag on it. Um, <laughs> we can. Um, basically, I think Aussies as well really brought that, like, wave of really, really good coffee here as well. It's
0: amazing, yeah. So I used to live in Old Street and, like, Ozone opened up and um, the coffee workshop as then was on Clerkenwell Road and it was complete antithesis as, like, that slightly bitter Italian yeah. stuff. It was, like, really round, rich, chocolatey coffees and with a really good crema, long... You know, like, they. it was the long black as well, so you'd yeah. get the espresso with the hot water. It was just so nice, like, delicious, really yummy coffees. That's com- That put me off French and Italian coffee forever.
1: Do you think we've gone a bit, like like ott on coffee though in terms of it's you know it, it you can pay a lot of money for coffee and also i think it, it can get a little bit prescriptive as in you go some guy told me off because i wanted because my coffee was lukewarm and apparently that's how it was meant to be and i don't like lukewarm coffee no, I, like, I
0: like hot coffee yeah. um i don't know i think um like anything artisanal it can get a bit Oh no, I'm trying not to swear, but the only word says say is "wanky."
1: <laughs> I was thinking it's word you word like it. You said it. kind of pretentious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, my parents will get really
0: mad. He okay.
1: goes, "Don't me. listen to this, Mr. Um, and Mrs. Gregory
0: Smith." Okay. But no, I think, I think you know, like anything artisan, like cheese, or wine, or something, it can get a little bit snobby. Snobby is probably yeah. a better word. Because um, there's a there's a
1: great thing about taking something like coffee, which used to be, you know, you would get like Italy, a, do you
0: remember that weird brand, Illy or Idli yeah, or whatever. It's still around, yeah. Ugh, and it tastes like paint stuff. Disgusting.
1: But then you quite like your, um, uh, you make a coffee in a little
0: coffee. Yeah. So I, I went my when I wrote my Turkish book. I drank so much Turkish coffee and then found it really hard to kind of come back from it because it's got...
1: You boil it up in a special little thing, don't you? You're going to show me? Oh,
0: yeah. I've got, I've got my little sad pot in the cup. I've seen
1: this in your Instagram so many times.
0: so like... old and rank. <laughs> but I just, I love it. I love, I love the process of it in the morning. So you, I, I actually do it the wrong way. So the right way to do it is you boil the water first and then you yes. stir the coffee in and you keep stirring and you stirring. Otherwise it sort of erupts over... But I'm too lazy, so I put the coffee in, then the water, and just boil it, and once it's boiled, I just drink it. But I really like, it's quite punchy, but it's not bitter. And I just, I don't know, really What's it
1: the equivalent to having, like a double espresso or like a triple?
0: I think probably a double espresso. I don't think it's particularly caffeine heavy. No. No more than anything else, but it's like...
1: Do you have to strain it out?
0: No. So you get the sort of sediment at the bottom that you just leave. leave So you leave it for like 30 seconds or a minute, so it just settles down. Mm -hmm. But you get really good crema on top and you just it's just really, oh, really rich and lovely. And you don't have milk or anything with it. No, black. black. No sugar. Are
1: you black anyway? Or if you went to a coffee shop you'd have a americano. Yeah, I mean like if you went and got a <laughs> you know I know all right, I know that you're obsessed with the color black because John I don't know if anyone's seen Instagram but John never wears anything apart from black. Or sometimes he's half-naked, but, you know,
0: mostly he's wearing... Still wearing. black nipple tassels.
1: <laughs> mostly he's wearing black. So, I mean, if you went into a coffee shop, would you order, like, an Americano? He can't speak because he's literally well, hailing. I'm going to leave him to inhale that and finish the question. So, you know, would you go and have a double espresso of really good coffee or would you have an Americano?
0: Mm, I'd have a really good double espresso. If I was, if I was somewhere I didn't really know, yeah. and if I know it really well, I'd get americano because it's just a bit smoother.
1: Yeah.
0: But like either way, I love co- I love coffee. And
1: you don't let milk get in the way.
0: No. Oh, interesting. Do you know what? I Don't like milk.
1: <laughs> Finding so much so out about, much about you. All
0: the things, but like, I love coffee. No, milky coffee. I think it just kills the flavour of the coffee, mm-hmm. and I I don't, I don't love the creaminess with it. I think it's quite a weird combo. Yeah. Like most people find it the other way. Like find a double like an espresso just too yeah. strong.
1: Too in your face.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the milk kind of mellows it. Whereas I find the milk almost distracts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, come and try this. Let okay. I'm,
1: going to hold this. I'm not gonna eat on on right. because it's like to no, before. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there, but because I'm I'm gonna launch into the sandwich. But like thanks so much for making that. Um yeah. all of these recipes are in the September issue of Olive. Um Get quickly tell us that you're off to Lebanon tomorrow, aren't you?
0: Yeah. So I'm go, well. I'm going on Sunday, so I'm going to go on Sunday brunch first of all and cook some lovely dessert. And I'm flying straight to Lebanon for two weeks. To shoot my book. Amazing. I know. Just coming out
1: next year. May, next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can't,
1: I can't, wait. I can't, I can't wait. wait for it. I can't wait for it. No, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god, it's beautiful. And that means this is the Lebanese couscous. Yeah.
0: Um, the actual translation is because uh, it, it means it means from the ma- from the marrow. which is that region. Amazing.
1: And it's like perfect little tiny little orbs of little balls of couscous. So gorgeous. But yeah, if you want to make that amazing beetroot barani, the the oozy, cheesy, greeny, toasty, um, or the peanut butter pancakes, oh my God, they were incredible. (laughs) September issue of Olive out right now. Go get it. Thank you. Thank you so much, John.
0: Thank you for having me
1: so that was the olive magazine podcast if you liked this episode please head over to itunes and leave a review we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode you can visit our website olivemagazine.com you can pick up a copy of our september issue on the newsstand now or go and download the app version bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat